dig in the crates. Sometimes you gotta dig deep. This is Digging the Crates. I'm Vice Beats. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the podcast, brought to you by The Find. The podcast focuses on exploring the art, passion and culture of hip-hop, going beyond the typical questioning and digging deeper into the passions, inspirations and experiences of those involved in the scene's rich culture, immersing you in the music. This season features artwork from Ross Mullins of Anchor Points and intro music by Herma Puma and Jabba the Cup. In this episode, we meet a remarkable lyricist, DJ, lecturer, podcaster and more, who's forged a career within music and continuously strive to expand the reach of hip-hop within her community. Hailing from Stepney in London, her inspiring journey has seen her develop her own organisation, Doctored Sound, supporting creatives in long-lasting ways while remaining true to her core skill of lyricism. This is Digging the Crates with Isata Sheriff. And now for our feature presentation. All right, here, here we go. Yo, what's up? This is Isa to Sheriff, and you are listening to Digging the Crates with Vice Beats. Yes, big up Fire Mag. Isa to Sheriff, welcome to Digging the Crates. So I just wanted to start by asking you what your first experience was of hip hop or how you first got into it. So my first experience of hip hop trying to think because it, it's it's so complex because music is so much and then you're like what's hip-hop if we want to get technical my first experience of hip-hop was um you know uh police officer no give me producer uh, you know what i mean like you know my brother's playing that you know what i mean um, but then uh, I guess thinking about it properly, uh, Della Soul, my, I'm the youngest of seven, so I was listening to music of my older brothers and sisters, you know, uh, way beyond my years maybe. And uh, yeah, so that, that was my first when I remember being fixated on the TV. Um, yeah, when Della Soul come on and they had the bright colours. I think it was the bright colours and that mirror, mirror on the wall. That is the first time I remember being mesmerised by hip-hop, apart from, you know, um, the early Cockney rhyming slang over reggae. Do you know what I mean? And the, Which my brothers, of course, because all my brothers are the oldest and then all this, the daughters are youngest and I'm the youngest of the daughters. So, um, and so I very early on I was listening to sort of um, reggae but like the UK brand of you know immigrants children you know chatting over over reggae, reggae. Mirror mirror on the wall tell me mirror what is wrong can it be my daylight clothes or is it just my daylight song what I do ain't make believe people say I sit and try but when it comes to it's just me, myself, and I. I. It's just me, myself, and I. 
Calypso, I would say, and then MC Hammer. MC Hammer, because my older sisters used to love MC Hammer. And then um, for myself, um, really, Fuji's, you know, were a big one for me, um, where I, that was the first CD that I bought, Fuji, um, the score, at my own money. But in terms of me falling in love with hip hop, that was the day I heard De La Soul, for sure. So what came first for you? Was it lyrics? And if it was lyrics, when did you first start getting into rhyming and what was the process? So uh, my, my start was, now I'm realising, quite typical of an, if you read any biography or, I don't know, genealogy of East London music, I think I follow suit, really. Um, I started on Jungle at youth clubs. And that was, and you know, in school, everything was kind of social. I spent my life wanting to learn instruments, but nowhere to learn apart from with big money. So the only thing we could do is sort of go to the spaces that provide it for us. So I remember my first memory of in the studio was with me and my friend Angela and a guy called Shaq um, at a studio in Stepney. And I remember going there at 14 and us recording a song. And, my, um, and then I remember the school taking us once to the studio, like I can remember because it was so few times. And then, and that again, I was still in school. And then the, the times where I was doing it socially, I was still in school, but there was a youth club in Bethnal Green. And that was, everyone used to go down there. And I remember like looking up to like the big MCs in the area, SS crew were big. And then I remember seeing Major Ace of Wiley. I really looked up to both of them, but particularly Major Ace, because he was friends with like, I used to see him around, but then to see how much everyone looked up on him, they were all on radio. So um, I remember just wanting to do what Major Ace and Wiley did, and so we'd go, we'd all go to these youth clubs, but it'd all be the you know SS crew, what would become Roll Deep, and everyone was there. I went to school with some members of Roll Deep, um, and so it was quite social. And I just remember writing 16 to Jungle, because um, and going to the youth club to test it out on the mic like with everybody else um, and that was that was the start of it and then doing a getting into pirate radio by a flute doing like a graveyard shift like 2 to 6 a.m on mission fm and we were just happy because we were like you know this is the same station as heartless like we were little kids and you know we had we had the graveyard shift literally but we did not care because we were just like it's the same station as heartless that's the only thing we mentioned same station as heartless that's all we cared about and we were from east so and we were like really young so what happened is my friend dj crisis who's now called dj haynes um and um twin b obviously um he, though they were the DJs, both of them, Alec and Alex, and then um, Hainsley's dad's friend used to drive us, um, Badger, and a guy called Bugsy, and he used to drive us to North London because we're from East and it was crazy hours and we were young. Stay focused. Tap remix. Tour, give me the lioness. And your boy, Kalash, no cost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the queen is she was searching for answers. I'm far and wide, became a speaker for this generation. of growing leader. Ignoring the bowers, my mind is clearing it. But still, we keep striving. It's getting hotter. The sun bright. 
was very social um, and yeah, youth school, going to studio once and then yeah, it developing from youth clubs into yeah, but my first I need to write lyrics is because I was going to this youth club and I wanted to stand on the mic and jump around the mic with everybody else and it was sick that's how it developed you get the adrenaline from when everyone goes yeah 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 well you do it so you write another one and they would be every like two weeks where they do it it'd be one week on one week off so then I'd just make sure I'd spend right at 16 and spend or two 16s and spend the two weeks learning it so that I could go and drop it and it was all on it was all on it was all on jungle and then hip-hop that developed I guess in school I was doing hip-hop, should I say. So that was one thing I might add. When I was in a youth club, I was doing jungle. And when I was in school, I was doing hip-hop. And my friends were big Wu-Tang fans. And I just, you know, went along with the flow. <laughs> so what was your preference out of the two? I think they went hand in hand, to be honest. They were socially... Everyone kind of crossed over. Everyone listened to everything. And that's what I say to people. I always say everyone talks about East London like, oh, the Howie McGrath, yes, yes, yes. Everybody listened to hip-hop and everybody did hip-hop as well. And maybe not in public, do you know what I mean? That's why I, even now I just forgot to mention that we were doing different things because they crossed over, they, everybody, they were so intertwined, do you know what I mean? There was a duality between any sort of um, black MC-led, <laughs> you know, music, even if it weren't just black people doing it, they, it all, the, the, the root of it where it was coming from, you know, chatting, ragga, you know what I mean, hip-hop, it was all, for us, it all was all, there was a, a fluid to it all you talked about the the singing aspect to what you do as well yeah did you find that your sung harmonies that you do now did that evolve from that time in your life yeah or was that something that took place later i don't know that happened i think i analyzed that a bit more later to be honest that happened quite naturally so and now i mean at the time if you asked me this maybe a few years ago i probably wouldn't know how to answer you but now i guess i look at things more analytically now and i'm like oh like because I was listening to a lot of reggae my mum listened to loads of reggae and there's loads of harmonies in reggae and my brothers and sisters so in the R&B as well my sisters loved R&B so there were a lot of harmonies in that I loved the Jackson 5 and Motown I listened to a lot of Motown so all of that the harmonies come from listening to Motown and reggae um, and so you know you're chatting and you're expressing yourself in some way but I've been singing along to you know Motown song records like growing up and you know a lot a lot of Bob Marley because my mum knew Bob Marley because he lived in Stepney for a bit yeah so my mum my mum knew him and she was basically the his girlfriend uh no no not his girlfriend it was his best friend's girlfriend you know my mum's best friend so they would all just hang out so that so yeah so we've got some mad stories like that and so Bob Marley was a big part of sort of our household do you know what I mean I mean not obviously I was I was that I was I wish <laughs> I was around to know that but I wasn't born then unfortunately but um but my older sisters were and he used to call my my little my big sister like oh my African princess and so so basically he was a big he we used to listen to a lot of reggae in my house as well as West African soso music so and that's very um yeah that's all that's very uh melodic harmonic and um so yeah so i think that combined with just chatting and then hearing obviously with with reggae yeah just it's mad i didn't i wouldn't have put it together before but that's where the melodies come from i didn't like have any formal lessons or anything it just came from listening to music maybe that's why i'm sick maybe that's why i'm sick i'm getting carried away i need to rest on that list i need to rest on that list i dream of 
Vice Beats. Trying to stay sane while I educate myself in the masses. This ain't rhyme, but believe I've had clashes. I love you all, but I never stay passive. You only ask for respect when you borrow from the classics. Now let me drop a tune while I'm at it. I'm telling stories from my own demographic. And we know the problem's really systematic. And this is fire in the park, Jurassic. Shout to my friend, yeah, she rolled through. talked for a long time about some of the educational work that you've done yeah alongside Dr. Sound as well yeah so how did that side come about and how did you get into the educational arm of what you do um happened pretty naturally to be honest um first I started doing like music workshops with people that I met um I think they stemmed when I, I did like um urban classic where it was um me bruiser pace purple um there's a couple of other of us and we we did it with a BBC console orchestra years ago. Let me tell you a story about someone who loved the high life but forgot about his life. Fat flows and rap shows and mad clothes. He loved to pose, had enough foes and bare blows. He needed keys to his mind, he was in chains for real. Now he's straining up his body and he's losing will. See the trap close, truth exposed as fame rolls. He never grows, but don't know the next flows. He is losing his brain and his mind's in tatters. See, deeper in his brain, really lost what matters. It don't matter. Never determined to keep on learning, keep on burning in his spirit. He's turning, now he is yearning. Consider the way it erupts, corrupt, and now he's stuck. Nobody's willing to to help him up cause now he's brought see the fat flows and rap shows and mad clothes the trap clothes truth exposes fame in the pure session thinking depression will lessen earthly healers and palm readers guessing and keeping them stressing confessing to people who is now regretting upsetting letting anger get the best of him when people correcting what if I started to lean on never got the freedom people them coming and running around and they never be there to lean on see the fat flows and rap shows and mad clothes the trap clothes truth exposes fame rolls we love things and use people Instead of loving people and using things See we track low when I know we should know Our head blows if we're elevating for show Losing focus when no one noticed that we're the dopest And hoping that someone will focus and approach us And you can quote this, myself done it And see my confidence plummet Someone was always in my life and they was trying to run it Cranium was painting me and influence containing me And something darker training me Somebody wouldn't be fading me You see the fat flows of rap shows and mad clothes We love to pose, get no foes and fair blows Think first don't do now and pay later when we're messing with the hastiness, messing with the creator. I just formed some relationships from that and I ended up doing some a lot, quite a lot of classical collaborative people from the orchestra. We ended up, um, you know, just that kind of work, kind of one thing led to another and I started doing quite a lot of workshop stuff and then, you know, as I got into that, I was like, you know, I liked the teaching aspect of it. So um, I did some teacher training and, um, you know, became a teacher and then you know that I that you know it's quite rigid and there are a lot of things that you know you you do because you know to tick boxes and so um I always kind of ran my own I, I when I was doing more community-based stuff even though you had accredited qualifications it was a bit looser than when you like work for 
you know, a educational institution that has to answer to the government in a in a bigger way. So, for those doing the ones that were a bit more community based, I kind of developed the way that I wanted to do things, but they're still within restrictions. So then I set up Doctored Sound to sort of, you know, m- you know, uh, fill in all the things that I thought were sort of missing. And, but also, um, you know, I was grateful for the teacher training because it really helped me to be an effective, effective educator, really. And I think you can be without teacher training, don't get me wrong. Like, a lot of things, I, I think what made me a strong um, teacher in some respects was the fact that I did the community stuff first. Because then it, I didn't have to think, well, what would you do? It's like I used to do all these things when I had no idea of how to scaffold or blah, blah, blah. I just sometimes I'm like, oh, poor them. But then when I learned how to sort of um, teach properly, it, it was really a, a, a really great combination and a journey that I'm happy that I went down and I'm happy that I did it that way. And then, yeah, and then obviously now I do um, uni, but it was all kind of a step-by-step-by-step type of a thing. It wasn't like I set out to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be um, in education. And, and so I do, I'm doing it now, but in the way that I like to do it, it's taken a little while to figure out. And I think when you get into education you've got to kind of find your place but then that takes going down a lot of roads you don't want to go down meeting a lot of people you don't want to meet and <laughs> making a lot of mistakes you yourself you don't want to make again so yeah yeah for sure it's constant learning isn't it yeah absolutely oh my gosh self-reflection you know this all the time <laughs> yeah it really does my head in but it's good yeah for sure i fully get what you're saying i mean that's how i got into teaching as well was for youth work and i, I think it teaches you resilience really doesn't it Mm-mm-mm. yeah and I, I remember insane situations that you just never have yeah. in traditional education yeah yeah it's mad it's actually do you know what sometimes me and my friends from some of the place of work we just laugh on the phone or we'll just send each other random whatsapp notes laughing at just some of the things that happen like I got a friend I was mentioned him earlier I got a friend called um, Blitz but he's, he's artist name's name's Bliss but sometimes we just call each other laughing just about things that happened four years ago just just like like no one um, no one understands this because only we know the setting and the people that were involved and we just like can you believe that actually happened and sometimes <laughs> we just randomly I haven't worked with him for like two years but we still do it like because it's but that's the training, isn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. It properly bonds you. Yeah, it don't does, be yeah. a hard rock when you really are a gem. Don't be a hard rock when you don't, really are don't, don't, don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem. Really are a gem. Really are a gem. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem. Don't be a hard rock when you really are a gem. You really are a gem. You really are a gem. This girl, she walks in the barbers, gets her head shaved. The boy that's sitting next to her, he gets some head braids. She's trying to deal with all her issues, looks the best way. The boy, he always rolls his hair to hide his head shake. The boys, they holler from the back, but she ain't listening. You see, cause she's just split up with her ex, but she's still missing him. And she don't wanna hang around with girls, she's never fitting in. The boy who sits beside us wearing shades, his eyes are watering, watering. Talk to him, she can't. Experience has told her that he'll use it to advance. Her heart is telling her to never give the guy a chance. That's why she shaved her head from 
always the one another glance She's pretty and she knows it But honestly she's not big headed And she's distressed because the amount of times that people have said it She's recollecting all her actions cause she really don't get it She's got a gentle mind but these days you really can't tell it The boy's stylish, his wet iris Are hidden from the rest of them except for the girl I've got my own problems, she's saying oh well What will happen to them both, well the future will tell In terms of your music it seems like you kind of come at it like a documentarian to a degree Yeah, yeah, absolutely and that seems evident for a long time within your music, even before you changed your name, really. I mean, was that something that's been consciously taking place during your music? Mm. And if so, was it the case that that was influenced by other artists? Or were you emulating anyone in any way? Or did you find that there was something outside of hip hop that you were taking from and, and making your own? I think it I think it naturally came. I didn't even realise that's what the type of MC I was until recently, to be honest. I just used to say what I wanted to say. But it, I think, so not always, but the majority of time, even when people are trying to hide it, who they are inside, what, what they are as a person, or who they are as a person, should I say, comes out in the way they rap. So I'm very, you know, I guess I, I'm, I'm very observant in life. I kind of try to think critically um I'm not saying I do it correctly all the time but I'm you know I you know but I so I, I I'm constantly trying to sort of better myself um and reflect on things um I, I also I think part of it was well was that for me like I was saying to someone the other day in a podcast like I don't feel like what everything I want to say is out and it's like the time isn't right the setting isn't right my place in the industry isn't right so I guess part of it was stalling as well <laughs> do you know what I mean um but not really yes and no it's part of it was stalling but I think yeah I think it is a reflection of who I am I, I, I like having a laugh but I like talking about things that are, are real and that are affecting people and so yeah I, I just I think it's what I do is a reflection of who I am as a person I've never really been I, maybe at one point where I just used to think oh right, bragging is sort of the MC thing to do but you know that very early on that I, did, I didn't really love that do you know what I mean so I'm not to say that I've, I so I never have that sort of um that, that's that part of MC but MCing but yeah um I don't I don't think I was shaped by any one MC I thought oh I listened to them because no I think that just kind of happened as a reflection of who I am as a person I'm a storyteller in every sense and so if I'm editing things or editing films or everything I approach everything in a storytelling way whether it's music film dance painting not that I can paint but you know what I mean <laughs> that's just the way my mind works yeah I get you so it's the narrative running throughout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've told you before that one of my favourite tracks of yours, of which there's many, yeah. is The Perch, which just the vibe of it alone is amazing. I was just wondering how that collaboration came about hmm. with Flying Lotus and Fonte and Odyssey and also that link into Red Bull and what that experience was like, really. Yeah, so Red Bull flew us all out there um, to Australia. We were all in Australia and, um, yeah, that was mad. That was one of the maddest experiences of my life, spending a month in Australia. In, I mean, to be honest, to be fair, I was in the studio for two weeks straight, <laughs> which I was all say, and we all were. Um, and there were like two master studios and ten mini studios and we were all just making music and walking into each other's rooms and at the time the perch was being made um, Stephen, who is Flying Lotus, was, um, you know, just making the beat and I was like, oh, 
oh this is cold you know but we were doing that for the two weeks do you know what I mean and like I say like there was loads of collaborations and things going on and this here beyond top shelf I'm on display right by the exit call and request this put it on your checklist feel free to let it sound like we on the guest list yes this be the one and only one to shun the phonies ain't nothing on me I'm clean sound like same for so glow oh for the kids but the flow for grown folks know what I did for the truth and all that come with it when I'm in the booth for all raps I come with it young hit it on the money like the wheel of fortune something job missing that's real important I'm here to fill a void like deep space nine I'm here to fill a noise like deep bass lines but let's all listen Godfather here wanna bless y'all mission Odyssey and Odyssey was writing on his Blackberry, I remember, because he was just sitting back and he had one of them big fat ones and he was like, like rapping it. And then um, and then uh, Fonte was kind of in the corner doing that, like he like, writes, he don't write, he just says four like two lines and then says another two lines and then says another two lines and then he's like, well, I'm done. And I saw him do it like quite a few times. So they were doing that. And then I can't, I'm, I'm still cannot remember exactly who asked me to be on the show. I think it was, it was either Odyssey or Flying Lotus, but he was kind of at the missing desk. Um, but I can't remember. I think it might, it might have been Odyssey. He was like, oh, you should jump on this. So I was like, but, and I felt the pressure because I just wrote it then because like, I just thought I've got to do what they're doing sort of thing. <laughs> like I can't, I can't like um, be like, oh yeah, like, you know. I need some time <laughs> to think about what I'm going to write. It was like, this is now or never type of thing. Um, so it was cool. We all just wrote it there. like, And then um, and then I, what I really liked is we were kind of working out who was going where. I remember um, Stephen going, like, me starting to rap. And he was like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. I want to tell you where to come in. And he literally pointed where I should come in. Because he's a genius because I had a bit in the song where I say with well, this beat right here sounds heavy but if he knew he'd done a beat change but obviously I didn't know that so he was like made me pause for quite a long while and he was like wait 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 don't come here but it's like how did he know when I was gonna say that line so he made me wait and then said right start here because he knew on the line that I was gonna say with well, this beat that here sounds heavy was where his beat changed and everyone was just like wow that's mad but he's a genius man so they, that was sort of a natural um situation that just happened there and then do you know what I mean yeah that's mad so do you still stay in touch with anybody online online you know what I mean it's cool like when Odyssey came down he performed in um, Shoreditch and he messaged me he was like I'm here it was really dope he called me on stage and we I don't think did we do the perch I don't think we did the, we, he said we were going to do the perch and we ended up just me him and Kev Brown it was wild just we was freestyle do you know what I mean um, so yeah um, yeah, so I mean, I bumped into when Odyssey comes to England quite a lot. Recently, no, but I would say, um, yeah, uh, Flying Lotus a bit on social media. We all like interact a bit, so you know, we do we do a catch up. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah, Sheriff. Uh. 
Uh, yo, come see that girl from the deep east Where we sell them eat cheap Shops along the streets have all got hipsters in their seats And now the prices increase And that's peak I'm Missy mixed with Lauren, mixed with Tyler, BB Sound boy with the sound system, bust a new niche I'm no sheep Some MCs play their tunes and help you get your beauty sleep They follow fashion, still I'm all about the action Instead of writing bars, they man the writing insta captions I can see expensive clothes, but I can't see any passion We need more interaction, less acting, let's make it happen Less gassing, jazzy flows, more scratching Forget splashing, could you be a mic assassin? Cause certain man are lacking You see they study county lines Flows are dead, they should have studied bar lines huh. And don't worry about them cold signs I'm fighting closed minds and all of that is by design I'm on my way now And now I'm so laid back on this Come let me explain how Cause through my journey made myself equipped On a long road trip We're all from the same house And that's the house of the lyricists Over time you've worked with such a mad array of artists Yeah, yeah, but you ain't seen nothing yet I say to people, they ain't seen nothing yet Oh, okay <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah also, I mean, in terms of the kind of music that you're making and the range of collaborations, like some of the recent ones with Athletic Progression and Corral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you prefer that process of collaboration or do you prefer working on your own? Yeah, well, I have preference working on my own, I'll be honest. Um, but I love working with new producers as well. Not new producers, just different producers. But I feel I've been there and done that. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've done loads of collaborations I work with loads of producers and it's got to that point where I kind of it's I'm sort of doing a lot of industry work I'm running my business I'm doing management I'm lecturing and so for me music is a form of I like doing it and it's a way of keeping myself creative it's a way of me sort of linking up with my friends and or people making new friends um linking up with you know new mcs and producers but it's at a speed that i like because it's now a sort of a a serious hobby if that makes sense (laughs) um so now i have the chance to i don't i think there was a lot i'm around a lot of dope producers um but now it's time to sort of push back on that and just be a bit more selective about who I'm. I'm not that I've put out. Lo- I've put out loads, but actually, what I've put out is it's really like um, com- com- compartmentalized. So there's stuff in Japan, there's stuff in Europe, there's stuff that you know, loads of people like who is it? Boba Fat, DJ Boba Fat, who I sometimes host on his show with him. Um, but we, yeah, um, he was like he was doing a show and he wanted to play loads of my stuff and he realised he just didn't know how much I did and I don't put it out there like that there's not a lot on Spotify and there's not a lot on um, iTunes but there's a lot that was out at one point do you know what I mean if you dig you can find it Um, but I don't put a lot of it up is because I there's a lot to come do you know what I mean and there's a lot of different sides so you know doing the athletic progression and the corral stuff like it, it's it's one side of me but it's the side that everyone's seen and it's the reason why my stuff's all over the place so now the stuff's going to be a lot more focused um, I'm going to experiment a bit more with what I you know my beats and you know just for freedom not so much because the thing is you've got a choice is like you I feel like personally I work with world-class producers 
Um, but the problem is when you have the choice of World Cup producers, you kind of neglect your own thing. So I want to do my own thing. It, no, it's not on the world class producer level, but it's my thing, and that's what I enjoy doing. That's part of my therapy. That's part of my self care. So I do that, um, and then I do my other bits with these world class producers. You know, so that that's sort of the way it is. Me and Corral, we've got a project dropping soon. Um, like a, where we both it's both of ours it's not his um and it's not mine it's both of ours and we've worked closely on it i really enjoyed doing it it's a banger i'm not gonna lie um and i'm I'm really looking forward to it coming out and sort of starting the new chapter of musically because my last project was out in 2016 so yeah i'm just looking forward to um there's loads of music to come but also there's lots for me to say but in my own time and in my own way whether it's through film, whether it's through lyrics, whether it's through performance, whether it's through me creating a project with other people, do you know what I mean? It's kind of when I want to, um, on my own terms. Get involved in the conversation. Use the hashtag DTC Podcast. It doesn't matter who or when we're back to change the mood again. I hear them say not her again. I still will rap this verse, my friend. Indeed, I'm from the LON and got a lot of melanin. There's hip-hop in this element and rhythms full of sentiment. This scene is full of many men. This girl was coming back again. I bring heart for the ladies and the gentlemen. If I get feeble, then believe I'm getting up again. Road is getting tough again. Kids are getting cuffed at 10. In their bars, I see a gem. Young boys label them. Then again, I'm thinking all that gun talk don't help my friend. Arise, young king, that unalarm will make you go pen. We penetrate wits and we crush what they defend. Intense Clark Kent flows, we can switch up Double time emotive melodies, turn the pitch Tell me who's getting stitched up, we work hard There's more cuts, did the calculations and it's too much I'm from the east to the L-O-N Enough girls and many men, enough man a beggar friend Rich and you're getting ten, crews trying to set a trend Bars but we're not in pen, ladies and gentlemen Men, this is hardcore poetry, perplex assemblies We turn this upside down, cause what you see ain't what it's meant to be Stand tall or stand back, these waves are getting hijacked mentioned Bobby or Boba Fat yeah. in the show you do on Soho Radio. <laughs> He's my boy. Another string to your bow, of course, as mentioned within that, is DJing. Yeah, yeah. So when did that side of your involvement in the scene begin and what what prompted that? Uh, so I remember like, back in the day I used to try and get Tim twi- Twin to teach me. Um, this is like young, young. And he, yeah, I remember he used to give me these bashed up garage records to... <laughs> to try and mix it, it was, I was like, I weren't getting it. But I was always interested, you know, in, in sort of putting music together and I always kind of put music together. I just ne- didn't necessarily DJ it. Um, and so it's kind of, all of my close friends are DJs, like absolutely all of them. So I was always there when they were selecting. I would, you know, select tunes and stuff like that. So I think it's, it's a natural sort of thing for me to sort of do in this as I was saying to you I enjoy sort of I enjoy music I love it I enjoy um, finding new acts and enjoying them so you know I think that that is a natural extension of my expression just finding artists I'm not even finding artists because I don't I feel like I don't feel like I have to dig because it's part of my social network of being an artist so being an artist is that you meet other people's music some you do and some you don't like and then putting their music out there for people to hear is you know how the DJing come about because I, I, I felt like there were so many stories to tell 
um, so many so many different sounds and um, it was I wanted to tell stories people's stories so it came out of heart to art kind of you know doing the podcast but actually also playing their music so that it kind of was born out of that and you know and, and it's, a, it's another as I said I'm a storyteller and you know even with the the DJ and I am telling stories even with the music and the way that I line it up and the artists that I choose the artists that I put at the forefront I'm a, you know a champion black women and that because I felt that I have been a victim of um you know I feel like my career would be very different if I came out right right now um, than when I did, um, you know, mid 2000s. So I, I, I strive to sort of uplift, um, particularly black women um, and girls that are not, you know, the person of the moment or whatever. <laughs> but are they good or not? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let's forget all the hype. Do you know what I'm saying? So me, I just, I'm really my ethos in terms of DJing is can they spit and are the beats cold? Um, not who's playing them, who else is playing them, and all this rubbish. Um, I just feel like it doesn't matter. Um, and because no one's watching me like that, I can do that. And that's that, you know, that's kind of where it came from. Me just forget what the hype is. Do they stay it? Do they stay on beat? <laughs> and is, is the music cold? Not is it because I was listening to a lot of radio, and I, you know, there are a lot of sick. DJs that self-create, you know, um, whereas a lot of the mainstream, not to not all mainstream radio, um, or even there's lots of good stuff on, you know, specific specialist DJs on even on some of the even on BBC and stuff like that. Some cold, cold people on BBC. Do you know what I mean? But you have to really dig. But then there's a lot of selectors that do that as well in their own little way, and it's it's quite nice, like to add to that conversation which is what I aim to do for my de- with my DJ and I add to the conversation that's already going on the culture that's happening um, it's not oh I'm doing it better it's just another voice and lining it up in a different way to maybe what the other DJ who might be playing the same song they might be playing it but are they playing it before or after this are they mixing it with that none of none of it's right it's just a nice way it's nice to hear people play music in different ways and on different platforms and yeah that's kind of that really i think it's interesting as well when there's lyricists who get into the dj inside because i think it comes from a different perspective of course we've got a shared friend with ty yeah and i remember talking to him about this and he was saying to me that he likes djing because it's an aspect of storytelling oh did he say that mad yeah 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 and for him like that was a natural expansion of what he was doing yeah absolutely i mean his sets were amazing and you could see that he was forever revolving with what he was working on yeah and it's amazing seeing artists like that i mean you look at people like children of zeus as well where there's that aspect of creating the words and then being able to step back a bit yeah that's definitely what it is and reflecting on it and being involved in the scene in a different way yeah it feels like it's a different take on it and it can bring a a fresh perspective i guess absolutely and that it's all art it's all it's one thing for me i said to someone the other day is i'm a creative person i'm probably i'm very textbook to be honest in terms of being the youngest of seven you know my family you know very much more you know (laughs) writers science you know they're very academic and I'm you know and sporty I guess um but 
I am the create. I'm the only one who does music in my family. I'm the typical youngest in every sense. Always in trouble in school. All this and that. Always getting beats. Do you know what I mean? Um, but you know, <laughs> I also learn a lot from you know of what not to do from the mistakes of my older brothers and sisters as well. But you know, I was you know I was that little cheeky one in it. That was always <laughs> you know something was always happening. Um, but uh, I guess in terms of my environment I was very ushered into you know you, you play football or sport I you know I used to play football I used to play for Arsenal girls Tottenham girls and people say oh wow that's so and I was I saying someone that was not really because around here there was nothing to do I'm living in Tower Hamlet it was the poor, poorest borough in Greater London and so you played sport or you made music and there were a lot of girls around here that played all the girls played football because it was you know it was the th- there was nothing else to do so it was like all the boys and the girls played on the estate everyone split into teams and there was I wasn't the only girl playing football I was one of loads of girls playing football um, because uh, socially there was nothing not much to do so um, in terms of music I was very much yes okay we sit in someone's room they've got decks right youth club music that's what was used to engage us which worked but actually I feel like my future was chosen for me and I feel like I'm a very creative person I actually you know I love academia but you know you're you know you're celebrated for sport and music so you go down that road you know what I mean but actually in terms of my creativity um it was mm, I like to DJ to tell the story I like to you know, like I say shoot films maybe yeah, maybe the creative but I like to write as well um, and so that all of those things are an extension of the creativity within me do you know what I mean and music was the cheapest and the most accessible to me do you know what I mean um, cheapest and and I say that in a sense of DIY not because we none of any of us could afford music lessons which we all wanted to do by the way not all but everyone I know wanted to have a music lesson and none of us did <laughs> Because we couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I remember at school, mm. there was like one saxophone that was available. And yeah, once yeah, my friend got that, it was like, right, buy a buy opportunity to learn an instrument. Yeah, exactly. One day I walk up to my friend and say, what's happening? She shrugs her shoulders and replies, where do I begin? You should have seen us back in school. We were just like twins for real. I haven't seen you in a while. These days you're always in. Don't even worry about the girls. Yeah, they've been gossiping. They're saying that she lost her looks and all because she's drinking gin. She thinks she's all that. Man, just feeling like she can't win It's pulling up my strings Heart is feeling like a violin I know that what I gotta say is kinda hard to hear And I was thinking long and hard while I was walking here I know this conversation's gonna change the atmosphere But you gotta know it's coming from a place of sincere And I can see the storm approaching like it's Shakespeare And you might shed a tear but you'll see clear Wounds from a friend can be trusted, sister don't fear There's people pleasers that they gotta beware They'll multiply kisses in the end your wounds are more severe Please hear what I'm saying, them girls don't care It's like you've hit self-destruct and you just can't trust And now you crave attention and it's too much I know you think relationships, they make you feel better But that boy, he makes you worse, that other criminal, whoever He makes you hit the bottle, cut your heart until it severs I say it cause I love you, I don't wanna give a lecture Come on now Those crucial conversations, yeah You know those crucial conversations We've all had them, had them, all had them yeah, you know those crucial conversations. Yeah, crucial conversations. Yeah, you know those crucial conversations. We've all had them, had them, all had them, had them. Yeah. But just finally wrapping up, you've talked about all these different creative ventures that you've got 
going on and the variety of different musical projects that are taking place but I was just wondering what the next creative venture overall is for you or some development within your creative practice that you're hoping for and what the next steps are for your creativity I would um, well a range of things um, I, you know I don't want to say too much because I, I want to be free in how I express that because I'm mo- a lot more music and a lot more music that hasn't been out like honestly like I say to people they don't know who I am you know who I am like for my last album I talk a lot it's quite autobiographical but I mean in terms of lyrically and I'm not like I'm so sick and you don't know yet not in that way just in terms of topics and stuff like that uh, so and musically as well I've, I've I I went obviously trained and become a teacher and all the rest of it but there's a lot musically in me to come out but it's gonna be a lot more like I say in my own time and through music I feel like I'm quite I'm quite passionate about some of the MCs and the singers that I'm meeting some of the younger students that I'm teaching and sort of telling my story through them as well do you know what I mean that um that they it's amazing when I sit down with a lot of them they have the same story as me obviously they're not me but that you you know when you're, you're coming from a similar background so definitely sort of doing artist development management and helping people sort of overcome the the barriers that I had and I know even in this short space of time the industry is you know there are more opportunities but still very a lot of barriers so yes things are coming up but there's still loads of barriers and especially um you know for black women and who are always sort of at the back of back end of anything and because UK hip hop is sort of the back end of muse black music in general it leaves black women in UK hip hop far behind so I'm really passionate about sort of helping anybody who's in that space I know that times are a bit different and even in terms of it's called all hip hop now isn't it um, and um, but yeah just occupying that space sort of being there and helping those about but helping those who are out as well so it, it to answer your question I see myself sort of working and developing new acts as well as doing music myself putting out full-length project for sure um but there's a lot more that you know putting out a full-length project not just with myself with other producers but by myself as well um so that's you know a while off um maybe not too much of a while off but yeah just having fun basically I don't I don't I was saying something every day I don't think I enjoyed music before because I wasn't getting to say what I wanted to say I wasn't you know everyone was working me for their agenda and because I had nothing else (laughs) I was just going with that flow in a way whereas now I don't need that I, I say no to a lot of features to be honest um, not because I think I'm too good, but because I've been used for kind of way too long. So um, now I don't want to do any, I don't, you know, I don't want my music all over the place so people don't go to my page and none, everything I do isn't there. <laughs> so now I just say no to a lot and do what I really like. And uh, if I don't make no music, it's no fuss because I'm running a business. <laughs> so yeah, so just look out for just me in different ways, basically. Yeah, it sounds good. And I guess the thing is as well, like you said, you've developed this trust within your music in a sense, because as much as you're not dropping 
stuff every like month mm-hmm. or two months or whatever like when you do come with something new people know that it's going to be that consistent quality and they know what you're about and what you're working on so it doesn't have to be that same irregularity yeah yeah coming out and you're just doing your thing and it's clear as to who you are and i guess like the narrative like we were talking about like the narrative throughout your music has been consistent so much as the beats change the sound changes it's like ultimately no matter what the creative purpose you're doing something that's true that's to you good. which that's is good. really refreshing and i massively respect that in that sense as well it's, it's great what you're doing thank you thank you yeah very soon man me and corral are coming with it so yeah <laughs> well i said so thank you so much for joining us on digging the crates and very best of luck with all of your forthcoming adventures and take care thanks 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 man thanks for having me cheers bye peace Cool living, cool breeze, tag a group of MCs Trying to find the real me, won't find that on IG But I might be spinning in your ends, that's my new chill Can't write me off cause I cough, yeah that means I'm ill Ah, you know that I've been real I show respect to even those without a record deal Yeah, cause you know the game's shallow Your people from day won't even call to say hello Can you walk in my shadow? Would you even notice it? People in the ends, we stay living in a deficit I'm equipped, Holy Spirit in the bits But the cranes in the air make me sick Building up the place like we don't live in it They say that we love it but the truth's opposite Let it rip, I don't possess no peas But I still write a hit and hype it up with my G's That's me, uh, so what's cracking, what's cracking Monday made the beat, then on Tuesday put the rap in Uh, cause we do this out of passion Putting in peas even though we ain't gone platinum so what's happening, what's happening I'm in three-year-old trainers while they're busting high fashion Yeah, and you can just imagine Won't get a round of applause But still we keep the beat clapping uh, Yo, watching films up in Genesis And in the evening you might hear me in the premises Making each episode including the tracks played go to thefinemag.com